So I just taught my first class in a new series at Jalopy School of Folk Music in Brooklyn, and it went really well. This class is called Vocal Games and the Folk Process, and I designed it explicitly after having taught two other classes to really appeal to and to, and to work with my strengths as a teacher and my understanding of music. The idea is to take improvisation, as I've um, begun to study it with Bobby McFerrin and Rhiannon and this amazing group of musicians in Brazil, and to take that kind of improvisation and join it to or show how it's really part of the spectrum of music making that happens around the world and especially the folk music process that has happened in North America for the last couple hundred years. So the idea as it's emerging is for seven weeks in a row, take a small group of singers, this time it was six, but there might be more next time, and start by singing a, a song, by learning a song together in harmony, call and response, like an old song. Um, in this case, we started with, bring me a little water, Sylvie. Bring me a little water now, which is a nice old standby. Um, but the idea is then to branch off into learning how to find music in our own bodies and between us, find harmony, find rhythm, find uh, the ability to generate and to discover music together. And then come back eventually in the course of the class a couple times to the, to the song, but in a different context. So today, we, for instance, we started with that song. And then we went into some warming up and into some long tones, choosing notes and singing them together. And eventually did a very beautiful sort of 10-minute voyage across the seas of harmony and dissonance with a beautiful tones and uh, tensions and releases. Amazing to, to see six singers of various experience levels who didn't know each other before, strangers, coming together to make that sensitive, that much listening, real music, beyond music. Um, so immediately I knew something good was happening in the room. And then we started moving a little bit in the circle, stepping back and forth, and finding a pulse, and sending our names around just to get to know each other, and then some claps, sending claps around the circle. Um, and then slowly began to combine the, the attention building, cohesion building, ensemble building practice of the being, sending the claps around with uh, bringing the song back, humming, while one of us took a solo on the verse and then singing it all together in harmony while we kept a clap moving around the circle. And uh, very, very cool to see how the, just step by step, the sense of presence in the room and the sense of generosity, the sense of attention, really changed as we did that. And then when we came back to the music, it felt like the music was different. It was, uh, in a sense, harder to sing because there was so much more going on socially and rhythmically and uh, coordination-wise than before. But in another way, it was easier because like the, the foundation was there. 
and a feeling of being connected to each other by music in a room was, was there at the ground floor. So the music had less writing on it, and we could just relax around it. So I was just really, I was really very pleased with what I heard and saw. And it seemed like people were really discovering some new way of relating to music that maybe wasn't familiar to them um, from other singing classes. And that made me really happy. It seemed like there was some fear in the room, a little, a little bit of anxiety or trepidation, which is very normal for taking a singing class. But it dissipated pretty quickly because so I think I'm learning something, something about the way that I am in there. Being serious and solid in my intention and, and purpose. Being clear about what happens next and what's happening now. And also being playful and joyful and flexible in allowing individual students their mistakes or their uh, contributions to determine the flow of things. I think that I, I was striking a really nice balance and really holding a strong space for people to stay there, but also keeping myself uh, pliable enough that I was able to really adapt to what was happening and pace things and structure things so that everyone felt like they were together more or less most of the time. Uh, no one was too far behind and no one was too far ahead. And it was really just a special group of people too. I mean, there are some rooms where there'll be one or two people who are just not going to connect with the work and there'll be one or two people who maybe are, feel like they're so far beyond it that they're, like the, the, there's always outliers. The bigger the class, the more you can't really try to please everyone. But in this group of six people, it was really possible to keep everyone on board most all the time. And that, I think, was really exciting, I think, for everyone felt that in the room. And uh, yeah, by the end of the class, I had taught them a whole new song. Um, no hiding place down here. There's no hiding place down here. Run to the rock to hide your face. The rock cries out, no hiding place. No hiding place down here. This Bessie Jones spiritual that has a sort of edge to it. I taught them that by call and response, and then I, uh, we, we ended up stepping and clapping in offbeats and uh, passing an offbeat clap around the circle. So everyone was just, their eyes were glued open trying to <laughs> receive the information about when to clap. And then... Um, and then we started singing on top of it. And I was amazed that by the end of this 90-minute, actually 105-minute class, that these uh, new singers were able to absorb this whole way of working and do this relatively difficult thing that I was having trouble doing in the class and pull it off with a sense of grace and humor um, and stay connected to each other and stay with themselves while they did this thing that was really challenging. So um, I'm really excited about this class. I was worried that it wouldn't, not enough people would come, that maybe I haven't been teaching for a while, I don't know how to do it, but I'm feeling very encouraged by it. It feels like the more I do this stuff, the more I realize that uh, I'm in this, I have this very special uh, stream 
of music pedagogy that's converging on me. The Rhiannon style of teaching, the Zusa uh, body music, Brazil style of teaching, uh, and the, the particular, the technical approach that I picked up from somatic voice work and from complete vocal technique, uh, two different technical streams. My own song background as a songwriter and my strength and ability with language, both real and invented, and my way of listening and my presence, which really feels like sometimes in life it's being that sensitive and wanting to keep everyone with me is a real liability. But in this context, with a little bit of balance, it feels like a huge asset. And I can say that I, I really appreciate that part of myself when I'm in these teaching contexts of really being able to stay relaxed, stay open and, and uh, loving, but also keep focused on the task at hand and listen for where everyone in the room is related to the task and keep things in a sweet spot, not too easy, not too hard, moving forward, clear, and also leaving room for the mystery of what's happening between us and not needing to name everything or control everything in order to let it become something that ideally I don't know before I set out. I have all that stuff going on and I, I think I'm comparing myself to teachers who are very experienced and teachers who have their own blend of things to offer, but what I'm noticing is that I have a lot to give as a teacher and it's this very particular blend that cons that that sort of revolves around my own self and my own qualities and my own trajectory as a human being. All the music that I love from Brazil and from uh, North America, all the African diasporic traditions that I've been attracted to over the years, there's room for all that stuff and my language mind and my um, humor and intelligence and physicality. There's room for all that stuff in my teaching. And the more that I set myself up so that those particular strengths and idiosyncrasies can, can be used, um, the more I feel like what I have to offer lands squarely where it's needed. So good work, Yasha. Good vision for introducing improvisation to a school that doesn't teach it yet and good vision for keeping yourself centered and keeping the faith even when it seemed like no one was signing up and when it seemed like maybe you had forgotten how to do this. I, uh, you know, moments of doubt are constant in this kind of work, but something about being in a room and being surrounded by bodies and voices feels to me like it's its own reassurance and no amount of planning or preparation can keep me from feeling that sense of support and the sense of being held inside that group of people. And 
well, it's good to prepare, it's good to have a plan, it's good to know your toolbox and practice. And it's also really good to remember that you can surrender. Most of the information you need is contained in the group itself. And it's unknowable before you get into the room. Um, so I'm learning how to trust that I have what it takes to read the room and to serve the people in it, even uh, if I don't know how to do that in advance, and even if I don't know what I did afterward. Uh, I think that most of the time I actually have some innate knowledge and an, a growing array of tools that will let me give what's needed, when it's needed. And for lack of a better word, I think I call that instinct music.